Praise the Lord. What a wonderful day to be in the house. If you have your Bibles, please turn to the book of Isaiah, chapter 53. The message of the gospel is good news. You know, we live in a world afflicted with news, reporting, more reporting. By and large, a media that feeds on and serves the negative. Isn't it pleasant when a report is given that is good? When a good report is given and a good report is heard? Many years ago now, there was a prophet named Isaiah, and he had a report to give. He had news to deliver. Isaiah 53, verse 1, Who has believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord being revealed? If you know the text, he went on to speak of one who would come to rescue humanity, to pay the price for sin. A man despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief. Could this be good news? Isaiah's report was prophetic. The declaration, the reporting of what was to come, that which was already determined by the providence of heaven. We read the text today, Isaiah 53, beginning at verse 4. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned. Everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He was led as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before its shears is silent, so he opened not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment. And who will declare his generation? For he was cut off from the land of the living. For the transgressions of my people he was stricken. And they made his grave with the wicked, but with the rich at his death. Because he had done no violence, nor was any deceit in his mouth. Receive the word today. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He has put him to grief. When you make his soul an offering for sin, you shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see the labor of his soul and be satisfied. By his knowledge, my righteous servant shall justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore, I will divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he poured out his soul unto death. And he was numbered the transgressors, 
And he bore the sin of many and made intercession for the transgressors. Good news. You know, there's not been a better piece of reporting. (laughs) News. The news of a Savior. The news of Jesus. I wonder if we're here today in this room in need of some good news. News like, by His stripes we are healed. News like his soul and offering for sin. Or the righteous servant that justifies many. The message of the gospel of Jesus Christ is good news indeed. Luke 4, verses 18 and 19, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, that is downtrodden, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. The NIV Bible reads, The Spirit of the Lord is on me because He has anointed me to proclaim good news. Mark 1, verses 14 and 15, Jesus came to Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God and saying, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. News in Galilee, news in this city today. The gospel. Matthew 24, 14. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations. And then the end will come. The Voice Bible. This good news of God's kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world. A testimony to all people and all nations. Then, beloved, the end, the consummation of all things will come. Trying to sell today? No. Billy Graham said, preachers are not salesmen, for they have nothing to sell. They're bearers of good news. Who has believed our report? You know, there are many in this room today that have believed, that believe. Those stepping into the waters of baptism today believe. Who has believed our report? On the day of Pentecost, a man began to preach. Peter began to preach. Let's listen in. Acts 2, beginning at verse 22. Men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested by God to you by miracles, wonders, and signs, which God did through him in your midst, as you yourselves also know. Him 
being delivered by the determined purpose and foreknowledge of God, you have taken by lawless hands, have crucified and put to death, whom God raised up, having loosed the pains of death, because it was not possible that he should be held by it. For David says concerning him, I foresaw the Lord always before my face, for he is at my right hand, that I may not be shaken. Therefore my heart rejoiced and my tongue was glad. Moreover, my flesh also will rest in hope, for you will not leave his soul in Hades, nor will you allow your Holy One to see corruption. You have made known to me the ways of life. You will make me full of joy in your presence. Men and brethren, let me speak freely to you of the patriarch David, that he is both dead and buried, and his tomb is with us to this day. Therefore, being a prophet and knowing that God had sworn with an oath to him, that of the fruit of his body, according to the flesh, he would raise up the Christ to sit on his throne. He, foreseeing this, spoke concerning the resurrection of the Christ, that his soul was not left in Hades, nor did his flesh see corruption. This Jesus God has raised up, of which we are all witnesses, therefore being exalted to the right hand of God and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, he poured out this, which you now see and hear. For David did not ascend into the heavens, but he himself says, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. How would the preaching be received? This report, this good news of the gospel, how would the preaching be received? Well, verse 37, Now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Cut to the heart. Good news cuts to the heart. It cuts to the chase, we might say. The heart of the matter, which is a matter of the heart. And yes, those that will hear the message of the Savior who was crucified for their sin. The very one who is both Lord and Christ. Cut to the heart. What other words could we utter? The NLT, Peter's words pierced their hearts and they said to him and to the other apostles, Brothers, what should we do? The Knox Bible, when they heard this, their consciences were stung. And they asked Peter and his fellow apostles, Brethren, what must we do? Peter answered, verses 38 and 39. Then Peter said to them, Repent 
And let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, for the promise is to you and to your children and to all who are afar off, as many as the Lord our God will call. A while ago now, messages came forward such as snakes and ladders, games, you know, like hide-and-seek. Adam and Eve invented it. In the book of Genesis, mankind, Adam and Eve, had sinned, and because of their sin, disobedience and rebellion, there came the separation between God and man. We pick up the text, Genesis 3, beginning at verse 6. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree desirable to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. She also gave to her husband with her, and he ate. Here we see humanity. You can read it, the beginning of the Bible. We see humanity partaking of that which God said not to, fooled by the enemy of souls. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they knew that they were naked. And they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves coverings. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord. Among the trees of the garden, then the Lord God called to Adam and said to him, Where are you? So he said, I heard your voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. The games we play, the games we play with God, sparked from a conversation. Have you ever played a game, as Simon says? Simon says, touch your nose. And so one does. And if Simon is missing from the directive, you succeed by not proceeding. What of Simon says? Simon Peter. Acts 2, 37 and 38, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said to them, repent. And let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. This was the answer given. The Amplified Bible, they were cut to the heart with remorse and anxiety. And they said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, brothers, what are we to do? And Peter said to them, repent. Change your old way of thinking. Turn from your sinful ways. Accept and follow Jesus as the Messiah and be baptized, each of you, in the name of Jesus Christ because of the forgiveness of your sins, a fitting and right step for all. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. You know, Simon says, repent. Simon says, be baptized. 
Welcome to water baptism service today. And Simon says, be filled with the Holy Ghost. They were looking for answers. They were cut to the heart at the message that was preached. They were cut to the heart and he said, what must we do? What can we do? And the answer is it begins with repentance. These fitting definitions, repentance consists of a true sense of one's own guilt and sinfulness, an apprehension of God's mercy in Christ, an actual hatred of sin, a turning from it to God, and a persistent endeavor after a holy life in a walking with God in the way of His commandments. It speaks of a person conscious of guilt, of pollution and of helplessness. Thus he apprehends himself to be just what God has always seen him to be and declares him to be. But repentance comprehends not only such a sense of sin, but also an apprehension of mercy, without which there can be no true repentance. Listen, repentance is a personal decision, a personal decision to follow Jesus. I share with you today the words of A.W. Tozer. Jesus Christ came not to condemn you, but to save you. Knowing your name, knowing all about you, knowing your weight right now, knowing your age, knowing what you do, knowing where you live, knowing what you ate for supper, and knowing what you will eat for breakfast knowing where you will sleep tonight, how much your clothing cost, who your parents were. He knows you individually as though there were not another person in the entire world. He died for you as certainly as if you had been the only lost one. He knows the worst about you and is the one who loves you the most. If you are out of the fold and away from God, put your name in the words of John 3.16 and say, Lord, it is I. I am the cause and reason why thou didst on earth come to die. That kind of positive personal faith and a personal redeemer is what saves you. If you will just rush in there, you do not have to know all the theology and all the right words. You can say, I am the one he came to die for. Write it down in your heart and say, Jesus, this is me, thee and me, as though there were no others. Have that kind of personalized belief in a personal Lord and Savior. Begins with repentance. And the answer continued, repent. And let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. Because of the forgiveness of your sins, I want to announce today that the biblical pattern and standard is water baptism for all believers. Surrendering to the waters of baptism. It's symbolic of a watery grave where we are buried with Christ and rise to new life. It is a ceremony, and today so it is, a public declaration of faith in Jesus Christ. 
We read in the Word, Galatians 3, verses 27 and 28, For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek, and there is neither slave nor free. There is neither male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. You know, Simon Peter left no one out. We read the text. Let every one of you be baptized. This act of faith is of great importance. The Bible preaches the importance of water baptism. Watchman Nee said, baptism is faith in action. Baptism is an outward expression of an inward faith. The Bible says in Mark 16, 16, he who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. The Voice Bible, anyone who believes this good news and is ceremonially washed literally immersed to show repentance, will be rescued. But anyone who does not believe will be condemned. The words of Witness Lee, believing and being baptized are the two footsteps of one complete step. Believing is one foot and being baptized is the other. And these make one complete step. I love that. The two footsteps of one complete step. The text we read is often referred to as the Peter package. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Water baptism is so important. Let's never downplay the importance of this act of faith. There was a man named John the Baptist, a voice crying in the wilderness, a preacher. John came baptizing, baptizing in water. A full immersion baptism, a baptism of decision. Matthew 3, verse 11, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. One might ask the question today, is full immersion baptism important? Well, even Jesus Christ came to John to be baptized. <laughs> Matthew 3, beginning of verse 13, Then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. John tried to prevent him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and you are coming to me. But Jesus answered and said to him, Permit it to be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he allowed him, when he had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting upon him. 
And suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Back to verse 11. For John had more to say. Matthew 3, verse 11, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, this fitting step. But he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. The way of the Bible, the way of the Lord is repent, be baptized and be baptized in the Holy Ghost. You may be here today, and perhaps you haven't even heard that there is a Holy Ghost. You might be a believer, and perhaps you haven't really heard that there is a Holy Ghost. You say, how is that possible? You know, we need the baptism of the Holy Ghost. We need the power of the Holy Ghost. We need this Pentecost experience. The Holy Ghost fell on every believer. You know that the Bible says that not one was left out? This Holy Ghost baptism is what Jesus promised. And he said that he would send the promise. Acts 2, verses 1 to 4. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, They were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Verses 32 and 33, this Jesus God has raised up, of which we are all witnesses. Therefore, being exalted to the right hand of God and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, he pours out this, which you now see in here, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, this fire this dunamis dynamite power of God and the evidence of speaking in other tongues. What does the Bible say? Repent all. Be baptized, everyone, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Smith Wigglesworth said, There are two sides to this baptism. The first is, you possess the Spirit. The second is that the Spirit possesses you. Let's have the worship team return today. You say, is this important? The baptism of the Holy Spirit? Baptism of the Holy Ghost? Is it important? Well, it was important enough for Jesus to not suggest but command his believers to tarry and to wait for it. John declared it important. This promise received of the Father, Jesus pours it out. Church, 
it's important. As the worship team returns, I want to read these words. Some have been saved for a number of years, some perhaps a year, and some just months or a few weeks. Being saved from sin is wonderful. Old things fade away and all things become new. I am so glad you're saved. But in order to be a good soldier in the service of our Lord Jesus Christ, it is not enough just to be saved. There is much more for you. You need to be baptized with the Holy Ghost. In Paul's time, some believers didn't even know there was a Holy Ghost. And I'd say today that much preaching leaves it out. He said to them, Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? And they said to him, We have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. Acts 19.2 These people were saved, but it is clear they were not filled or baptized with the Holy Ghost. I believe we are saved through the power and ministry of the Holy Ghost. But Scripture tells us that in addition to this, there is also a baptizing, an infilling, a possessing that the Holy Ghost does in us. Jesus himself did not send his disciples and followers into the world until they were baptized with the Holy Ghost. Certainly his disciples had pure hearts. They had faith to heal the sick, to cast out devils. They had the word of the Lord and already had been preaching Christ and gaining converts. They were witnesses to his resurrection. What more could there be? They were willing to die for Jesus. Wasn't their love for him enough to send them into the world and do his work? Beloved, none of that was enough. Clearly there was more. But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth, Acts 1.8. Do you really want the Holy Ghost? Let the question be asked today. Do you want him to fall upon you and baptize you with fire? You have to be convinced this is for you. You must come to the place where you know you are nothing, have nothing, and can do nothing without the power and leading of the Holy Ghost. You must know that he is still baptizing, still falling upon believers, possessing their bodies. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, for the promise is unto you and to your children and to all who are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Every hour of every day, multitudes worldwide are being baptized with the Holy Ghost. They have read of this promise in the Bible or have heard it preached. So they have cried out, claiming the promise, and they have been baptized. The baptism is especially for those living in the last days. And it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out of my Spirit upon all flesh. I will pour out in those days of my Spirit, Acts 2, 17 to 18. He is yours for the asking. How much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask Him? Luke eleven thirteen. Church, God wants us to live and walk in the Spirit. We are called to be witnesses who are full of the Holy Ghost and power. The gospel, this fitting pattern for all, 
What must we do? Cut to the heart. Conscious of guilt and sin. What must we do to be saved? This report, this good news, what must we do? How can we respond, repent, and be baptized? Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. This is the gospel. Let's pray. Lord, we give you all the glory today. We thank you for this service. Lord, that we are in this place, this holy moment in time, where men and women of faith, those that have believed, step into the waters of baptism to be baptized. As the Scriptures have set forth, set forth for every believer. We thank you, Lord. We're honored to be here today to be witnesses, to stand with them and cheer them on as they take this step in their walk with you. Lord, we give you all the glory. We give you all the glory, Lord.